0: Hello and welcome back to the True North CFL podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Leach CFL.
1: And I'm James Tease. You can follow me on Instagram at James underscore Tease, And it's spelled T E E S.
0: All right. So for this episode, we're just going to be going over our draft grades, which we posted on Instagram and kind of as we're doing that, give you our overall thoughts on the draft. So we've got the grades open that we posted on Instagram. So let's start with the first team here, which was our consensus lowest grade team, the Ottawa Red Blacks. Congratulations. (laughs) And their GM is so bad.
1: I agree. I honestly, I think a lot of the Ontario, well, just Toronto and Ottawa I just feel like they just have bad management, like for drafting, not for signing guys, but for drafting. I think they're pretty brutal
0: yeah that that's definitely fair I know uh i I still think it's ridiculous that they fired Hugh Campbell or not Hugh Campbell, his son, um whose name escapes me, but it, their head coach was really good, and then it it just came down to you know he said he goes or I go. And Desjardins was closer with management, so they they gave Campbell the boot. And now he's in BC. But uh let's get into their draft here. Their first pick at number six overall was linebacker slash defensive end Deshaun Stevens. Now this I thought was a good pick. Uh we both gave it an a what where do you think he fits on Ottawa, James? <clears throat> I'd
1: say defensive line. I looked at his tape. Who boy is stiff. His hips cannot move. He's got no change in direction. If he played Sam or Will, he would get absolutely eaten up. He could maybe play Mac, but I realistically see him as an edge player in the CFL just based on his tape how stiff and slow he is.
0: Okay, that's fair. I know a lot of people early on were projecting him just cuz of his like size he's probably going to be a defensive end i think he did a lot of pass rushing in college so i mean that definitely makes sense
1: he did he has very good um uh not very good lateral speed but if he's running on a straight line or like an edge he'd be pretty fast it's just his lateral speed is
0: lacking all right that's good and then let's move on to their second round pick we have conflicting opinions on this one um In the second round, 13th overall, they selected Alonzo Adai, who is a safety slash DB out of Virginia. Uh, I gave this pick an A, you gave it a C, so why did you give it a C? Because the Red Blacks
1: need help now. They don't need help in five years from now when this guy maybe doesn't make it in the NFL when I think he does make it in the NFL.
0: That's definitely fair. For me, it's like, what is Ottawa's biggest need? I think they need impact Canadians. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason can't follow his Europe uh, that he had this past season, sort of like with what happened with Terrell Jana, who we'll get to later. So if he takes a dip in production, you might be able to get him in a year or two. And if he makes it here, he's definitely going to be an impact player. So it's like, I I, I like the pick, but... I totally get your reasoning, too. I could definitely see him sticking in the NFL if he has another good season at Virginia.
1: Yeah, people are commenting on his height. Kenny Moore, who's a nickelback in the NFL, is only 5'8", and he mossed on um, the tight end from the Raiders, Darren Waller. And I'm saying sometimes height is overrated because tape doesn't lie.
0: Sure. And then let's get into their next pick, uh, I believe this is the third round, or... Yeah, this is the third round pick. They selected Connor Bergloff, O-lineman out of the U of S. Now, we both gave this pick an A, so why don't, why don't you hype up Bergloff a little bit on what you know?
1: You know, out west, just an offensive line. I think, truly believe, like, teams in Saskatchewan and Alberta kind of produce the best O-lineman. That they have like a nice uh, pro turnover as well as they're good. Uh, He's a big, thick Sask boy. That's what coaches love to see. You know, he's going to be a mauler on the inside. You know, he might not start right away, but he's a developmental guy, like a lot of guys in the third round. And he just has a high ceiling just based on his physique.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, He's he's had all Canadian honors as well, and then. He also has played some centers, so that definitely helps his value uh, in the CFL. He's projected as a guard or center, and I know Ottawa—they've been looking for a solution at center since John got left. So maybe Bergloff can develop into that in the future. And then, so you may be wondering, why are their grades so low in the overall draft? We uh, again, we I gave them a C plus. James, you gave them a C minus. But well, your picks have been pretty good so far. Well, uh, I don't know if they fell asleep or maybe they got drunk waiting for their next pick. But ooh, in the fourth round, they picked a kicker slash punter. Keep in mind, this is the team that has Lewis Ward and Richie Leone under contract
1: those guys are going to be camp bodies one of them
0: yeah uh which one or who do you think
1: <clears throat> you know uh it's tough to say but i i think jake julian the the kicker punter they got in from yeah. western michigan is kind eastern of eastern michigan bad. yeah eastern eastern my bad he's going to actually be one of these guys that forces guys to compete. He may not be the starting kicker right away, but he's going to force these guys to compete to show who's the better guy, because you don't bring in a third kicker for no reason, especially a guy who can do both. And fun fact, he was actually committed to York University, but then decommitted once he got a
0: NCAA offer. Oh yeah, that's your school. Um, And we'll get to one of your uh, alumni later on, but yeah, I just again, this picnic makes absolutely no sense. You have arguably the best kicker in the CFL and are the best punter in the CFL in my opinion. So drafting a kicker at four, and he wasn't even the best kicker on the board. The Laval guy was still there when they made this pick, who I believe he does both, and he was the consensus number one kicker. So even if you're going to pick a kicker, this this was not the move, you know?
1: I agree. Because didn't their kicker set like a record for football in general? Not yes. Like-
0: yeah. Most consecutive uh, makes in a regular season, so he's arguably the best kicker in the CFL. Yeah, but
1: that, Yeah. That's silly that they do this.
0: And then Richie Leone has a monster leg. He's probably, again, now that Rob Maver is out of the league, he's probably the best punter in the CFL.
1: I miss Maver, but yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, if you thought that was a bad pick, wait till they're picking round five when they decided to draft Keegan Markgraf a long snapper yes you heard that right a long snapper out of the university of utah who by the way isn't even coming to the cfl this year he's coming next year
1: what an absolute waste of a pick and you know what? He's he's probably not even going to come to the CFL. He's probably going to go on a mission because he's Mormon or something. Like <laughs> who wastes like a pick on a on a long snapper in the, like at forty two when there was still quality guys available that would actually have a huge impact compared to a long snapper. Don't get me wrong; the position is important, but why would you waste a pick on a long snapper in that round? Like when you could have gotten a guy undrafted he's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Like, if this was the 8th round or whatever, and you are really hyped on this guy, I I could give this pick a pass. And don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on long snappers either. My cousin was a long snapper in the CFL for a really long time. So, yeah. I'm definitely not hating on the position. I'm just hating on that you picked him in the 5th round where there's still really quality players here. And, no, let's be real. How many teams are... Like looking at this guy and picking a long snapper. It's it's not like he, you know, is a linebacker who can also long snap or something like that. Like this guy's a pure long snapper, and again, he's not even coming to the CFL this year. He's still gonna got another year at Utah, so again, just makes no sense to me. And then let's go on to their final pick. Um they drafted offensive linemen. Uh Math and Dirks. I gave this pick a B because uh Mm. O line's a bit of a position of need for them, so decent pickup, I think. Uh dude played NCAA, so it can't be too bad. And then I gave this pick a B and you gave it a C. So what do you know about uh Matthew Dirks? So I think he
1: sucks and he's an uh, unathletic player. He like benched he benched 225 13 times. Uh that's not impressive for no lineman. There's rookie linebackers that come in and bench th- okay, well 225 is heavy for a lot of guys, but for a guy who played NCAA offensive line, you'd think he was better. This guy was on one, on one of our posts where I said he's gonna fall because his combine sucked. And I didn't like what I saw.
0: Yeah, man, you're you're ahead of the ball on this. That's what I like. You're always ahead of the ball on these picks. So um,
1: one that was unreleased. That I said was one was two guys that were big risers, ended up being picked. One was in the first round, and we'll get to that later.
0: All right, so let's move on to our next team. Calgary Stampeders. Um their draft, I gave them a B minus, and then you gave them a B overall. And I think uh there, there's a decent reason for that. I feel like just with it's a philosophy difference here. With their yeah. first round pick, eighth overall, they took Amen Bamiga of Oklahoma State. Uh, we both gave this pick a C. So why did you give it a C? I
1: just want to say this shout out Alex's brother. He's uh he trains football players in Calgary and has gotten guys NCAA offers from Calgary as well as help them get into college because he's a well regard well uh highly regarded trainer in Calgary. Uh, he did a lot for me in my time uh, c- before I went to university. So I appreciate his brother, Alex. But Eamon, man, why would you pick a guy who's going to stick around in the NFL for a little bit? Like, that that's a waste of a first-round pick. I get that there's this allure around him because he went undrafted. But I still think he has a better chance to make a roster than Ulrich Jackson as he's showed out in every game he's played in. And, you know, I just feel like in the Big 12, a lot of defenders are disrespected. So that's because it's not everyone thinks defense sucks in the Big 12. But, you know, that's why I gave it a C because I think he's too good for the CFL at this moment
0: same here i think he sticks around the nfl for a while so i don't really see this panning out uh at least in the short term so again i just if this was a later pick uh it probably would have been higher but with your first round pick uh yeah no uh, i give it a c so with their first pick in the second round uh 11th overall they took offensive lineman Bryce Bell out of Wilford Laurier. I gave this one an A, and then you gave it a B plus. So what do you think of Bryce Bell? Well,
1: <clears throat> to be fair, he is a good player, but I just felt like there was a lot better offensive linemen that were on the board that were bigger, taller, stronger, that were more versatile. But yeah, they are like, oh, this guy's going to play tackle. And I'm like, and the c f l to play tackle at six three is incredibly hard, though this i want to say we the stamps I'm trying to come at this as a mm-hmm. is not a fan as uh take an unbiased approach, but I just feel like you could have gotten a guy like Logan bandy' sitting here when <laughs> then you took you took Bryce Bell from Laurier who's gonna probably play on the interior who's not three hundred pounds uh that's concerning i very few guys can play below three hundred. They're kind of sticklers, I suppose, for the rule. But you know, he could be really good. You know, that's why I give him a B plus. Good pick. Just felt like there's better guys available.
0: That's definitely fair. Uh, this guy was a bit of a late riser in the draft, from what I heard. And Wilfred Laurier, they've produced a lot of excellent pros lately. You look at Kwaku Botang and uh, Robbie Smith and different guys like that. I just. I feel like that is good school right now, and why not take a quality offensive lineman from there? I definitely agree with you that there are better guys on the board and we will get to that later, but I just want to say one thing about Laurier. You Go know, they may not have the highest
1: turnover in guys, but the guys that they have been producing recently have been extremely high quality. They may not have like the largest amount. But they're they've all been really quality, the guys that have come out of there as of recent.
0: Yeah, for they're
1: sure. Good, really good coaching. That's what I'll say. Really good coaching.
0: Yeah, that's why I gave this pick an A is because I like that he came from an excellent school. It's a position of need. Good pick. And then let's go into the third round. Uh oh yeah, this is their first one. Okay, yeah. Third round, twenty sixth overall. Uh, they take linebacker Charlie Moore out of the University of Calgary so I'll let you talk a little bit about him.
1: So in the Va- uh, <clears throat> Vanier Cup he actually knocked himself unconscious hitting a guy which is funny. There's a thing on his Instagram him posting about it. It's pretty funny but you know he's probably all of the Dinos linebackers had really good years and I thought Charlie Moore yeah he's good but the Stamps I know they have an idea of getting a guy who's from UC, kind of building him up. That's what they like to do, kind of get hometown guys, even though he's from BC. But mm-hmm. my thing here is with Charlie is that, you know, the Stamps have a habit of finding linebackers out of nowhere and turning them into studs. And I do think this was a good pick. I don't think Charlie was a reach. He's one of these guys, he had a good combine. He He did better than expected. And he was pretty fast. He ran like a four six forty, which is pretty impressive. And I think that's a good pick. And it's what the Stamps needed. Right now, their biggest needs were linebacker and receiver, realistically.
0: Yeah, that's fair for sure. Uh, I like the pick. Uh, yeah, counter Katter- in general produces a lot of really good pros. I think they have the most players the in the CFL.
1: Out of any team, they have the highest turnover. Then it's Laval. You know what's funny? One of the lowest teams is actually Western, and they've been consistently good.
0: Yeah, like, for sure, schools like that, like we just talked about Laurier, they might not produce a lot of guys, but the guys that come out are very good. So, even, like, Chris Merchant is ripping it up Europe right now as a quarterback, so, like, yeah, they produce good pros at Western, for sure then let's go to their next pick, another linebacker, this time out of UBC, Elliot Graham. That's – uh yeah, they UBC had a really good year. All three of their linebackers went off the board. Fairly
1: early. Um, uh, ben Hladic is unreal too. I thought he was the – he had the best – he probably out of any single player had the best pro day. But the only reason – I'm trying to remember the other guy's name who went off the board ahead of him – the reason Nick he Cross, did, yeah, because Nick Cross is all the accolades, even though he was uh, Ben Halatic, was also the U Sports Defensive Player of the Year before. But the thing was, Elliot Graham, there was one post we didn't get to where it was uh, the risers, and I put Elliot Graham as a sleeper, he's the not the biggest name of the three. But he's still an absolute shooter. Like he's, his his combine was ridiculous. He did he benched uh 225 like just under 20 times and he had a pretty fast 40. And I thought I thought this was actually a steal. You know, I felt this guy was underappreciated, but he shows on tape and on his combine that, you know. These other guys may have the big name, but he's still worthy of that pick just based on his athleticism. You know, tape doesn't lie. I always say that. Tape doesn't lie. You know, stats will say this and that and accolades, but tape does not lie.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh let's go into round five here. Calgary had two picks in this round because they actually traded up with Toronto to make this pick. Uh at 43, they took uh Chuba Hubbard. Uh running back out of Oak State who was drafted by the Panthers. So, we both gave this pick a C. So, why did you give it a C? Because
1: there's a small possibility in like 12 years he wants to play in the CFL. Um I'm not going to give them an F. They drafted a guy just in case. But out of all the Canadians besides Javon Holland, he has the best chance to stick around in the CFL. I don't care if are like, oh... He's on the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey. Okay, most th- the good teams have two to three running backs that can do everything that are unreal. Look at like teams that won the Super Bowl like last year. The the Tampa Bay they had two running backs, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, that were both really good. You can't just have one good running back on your squad ex- unless you're the Titans because Derrick Henry's a freak. But what I mean is, <laughs> he's gonna get playing time immediately.
0: Yeah, like, I, I didn't love the landing spot when I first heard about it, but, I mean, backing up CMC definitely isn't the worst thing in the world, and learning from him would definitely be a wonderful experience for him. And so, he needs
1: a management. A guy that size is going to get hurt. He finally got hurt and caught up with him.
0: Yep, yeah, and as running backs get older, injuries start to creep in more and more, so uh, I, when I think about it more, I like that pick a little more for the Panthers, but for Calgary, um, yeah, I don't think he comes here unless he just like he loves the game and wants to come play a year when he's done, type of thing. But so that's why we both gave that pick a C. Uh, I didn't give it an F because he's a local guy. So I mean, if he does come here, you know, that's that's a great story. So. Yeah, he-
1: you got an Air Canada sponsorship. Not even, not even Chase Claypool has an Air Canada sponsorship.
0: Yeah, that's pretty sick.
1: Like no one, like no Canadians have it, and this guy has it. That's crazy. Sure. I think that's good for the game. I don't know. I just think that was cool.
0: Yeah, and then I'm gonna let you announce, uh, round five, number forty-four. I gave this pick an A minus. You gave an A. Why don't Why don't you tell us all about this pick, James?
1: Luther. Luther Hakuna Navahu, Vanahu. Sorry, guys. I butchered that because it's a long last name. He's a teammate of mine. Guy is huge. He's a 6'4 receiver, like 210, like a 7-foot wingspan, and he's pretty strong for a receiver he he could lift like he lifts like a linebacker like a lineman almost like he's such a strong cat though he didn't do 225 a lot his like squat is pretty good his dad lifts he's a super strong guy I like seeing him every day massive hands he's the big body possession receiver you need you know <clears throat> this is a guy who didn't have crazy accolades you know when i played with him we had the bottom offense in all of canada and he was our leading receiver and he he had some crazy games against Guelph. He had like 250 yards, to receiving t- TDs. Man, Jeez. guy's gonna be a stud. And he he ran like in the in the like a four six forty, yeah, which is he actually ran faster, but they clocked him longer because the CFL wasn't going off of laser times. They were actually putting the video into a program and having the program determine the forty time.
0: Well, that's weird, but yeah, uh. But I know about this guy, great measurables, um, and yeah, late pick, but I don't know, you, you've been gassing me up on this guy for a while, so I, I like this pick, so I gave an A-, and Calgary, they like their Canadian receivers, man, so... Oh, good, you know. good kid, local
1: kid too, from Edmonton.
0: Oh, okay, that I did not know, but that makes it even better, there you go.
1: Yeah, and our old receiver coach who used to play for Calgary, uh, Kamal Peterson, is boys with McDaniel, who's our receiver coach, and tagged him in a post the day of the draft of Luther.
0: Oh, that's I think sick. That, I think it was,
1: and also they have another York receiver, uh, Colton Hunchak.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember him. He, he had a good first year, too. He, so. was, he was
1: Mr. Relevant, and he came in and played really good.
0: Yeah, those eighth-round picks... Uh... There's been a couple that have been actually okay. Look at uh, Joshua Sanford, uh, Sean Thomas, Early
1: was Like yeah. a seventh round pick.
0: Yeah, like those late round picks in the CFL draft, they can still become something, you know. So let's see what's
1: undrafted. You know, I say this: even guys in there's no difference between getting drafted in the second round and going undrafted. Not actually, but I say this because. You know the CFL, everything's on potential. There's, there, it's, 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 it's easier to determine if a guy's going to be good in the NFL than compared to the CFL because it's so different. Where you got guys from NCAA U sports, different backgrounds, different coaching. It's so, yeah. it, it's there's less parity than there is in the NFL.
0: Definitely fair for sure. Well, let's move on to our next team, the Argos. So uh, their overall draft, I gave them a B plus. Uh you gave them a C plus here, so let's get into that. Um with their first pick, seventh overall, uh they picked offensive lineman out of Calgary, Peter Nicastro. I gave this pick a B, you gave it a C plus. So why why don't you talk about this pick?
1: I actually have trained with Peter before. Um yeah, I don't think he's ever going to hear this, but you know he's a good guy. <laughs> strong, he's a real strong guy, <clears throat> and like no hate on him. Great player, you know. He is a little on the shorter side. He's only six one. That's very small for an offensive lineman. But I just felt like he wasn't a first round player. I felt like maybe he was like a third, fourth, fifth round guy. Not worth the. F- it was a reach. That's why it was a C plus good player, but just an absolute reach. They did that last year with Darren Churchill
0: yeah for sure um I don't know if he's the top guy on the board, but I mean he's still a quality player, so i d uh that's why I didn't give this pick an a it's like it's it's a good pick, but it could have been a better type of thing
1: yeah agree like they the their next pick sage doc would have been a better pick than Peter in the first
0: round yep uh they took him in the second round twelfth overall, so Let's let's talk a little about about Sage. Is I like this pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave it an A. You gave it an A plus. So why don't you hype this guy up?
1: I actually think he might go to the NFL. I start to watch his tape a little bit. He had a game where he played against Ohio State, and it was his tape was good, and he's good. He's six seven three fifty. 350. No, that's a that's a man that can move, and especially if he's locking down. Ohio State, obviously they got beat horribly, but that's Ohio State against like a low-level New Mexico team. The thing is that he's clamping guys on Ohio State, says something about him. And before I would have been like, oh, this pick's it's not that good. But after watching tape, where, where I really looked at his game and looked against the big teams where he showed up, I was like, man, I don't think this guy might not make it to the CFL, but if he does, he's actually he's going to be something big. Like he's way better. I, I, people would compare him to like Kyle Saxolid, a guy on Edmonton who's really big. But the difference is with this guy, he's really really big and he can move. He's three fifty six seven and can move, and his tape looks a lot better than Kyle Saxel did. Yeah,
0: uh, a lot of what you said there reminds me of a uh, an NFL draft pick. Uh, I'm not saying they're nearly the same level, but I mean similar. Style, I guess, is uh, Derisaw, who I can't remember where he went in the draft, uh, late first, I think, but he was a guy they said same, similar stuff about him in terms of his quickness. It's like a guy that big should not be able to move like that. And I well, hear, bigger
1: than Derisaw, but yeah,
0: yeah, I hear a lot of the same kind of things about Sage, so I like that pick. Uh, in Toronto, man, if this pick pans out, they could potentially have a by uh, all starting uh, Canadian O line man, like they got, they already have another starting tackle. So if Sage comes up, they could ha- potentially have that other tackle in the
1: guard spots. Jamal Campbell. Jamal Campbell played at York as well.
0: Yeah, he's really good. I'm a big fan of yeah, his.
1: Uh, came out of nowhere, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now let's get to this next pick. You you've been dumping on this guy since like the first top twenty rankings came out, which. Is why I giggled a little bit when I saw this pick was coming. So, third round, twenty fifth overall. Um, Toronto took Luigi Villain, defensive lineman out of Michigan. So, what do you have to
1: say about this? Man, he only he only got he didn't even dress every game at Michigan, and I I hate this. Like St. <laughs> Juice was the same class as him the same juice you know he did he's like oh i'm playing he did play a lot at michigan compared to Lugie. <clears throat> But the thing was he's like i'm not really in with the coaches i'm gonna go to michigan ball out and be the player who i am and get drafted in the third round
0: oh you mean minnesota Mm-mm. yeah
1: yeah no yeah he went from michigan to minnesota what team did i say
0: uh you said he went from michigan to michigan <laughs>
1: Oh, I meant to say Minnesota. My bad, y'all. Yeah, all good. I just want to say Luji Man. He he and other guys did this on this list. These Canadian guys who go to these big, big time power five teams and never play, but then transfer like Joseph. Joseph did the right thing. Yeah. He could have been something if he did not stay at Michigan. And you know what? I think that hurt his development. And I think a lot of U Sports guys could clamp him. Okay. People don't like use don't think U Sports is high level it is. I compare it to Division I double A.
0: That's fair. Um, For this guy, I dug into his history a little bit. Um, Honestly, came out of school as a four-star recruit and had a lot of injury trouble in his earlier career and has really only been a rotational guy at Michigan. And uh, You drew parallels to Daniel Joseph. I I see that as well here because again, this is a guy who was just a rotational guy at a big school, you know, and I believe he's transferring next year to Wake Forest, so we can oh, potentially yeah. see uh, a Daniel Joseph 2.0 here.
1: Yeah, very could, could very well be that way, especially because they just lost a a starting edge player.
0: Yeah, so this he just comes in right away and potentially fills that spot, and if he has a good year, you know, uh, I don't know if he's going to get the NFL interest because of his injury history, and, you know, even if he has one good year, you know, they might be scared of his non-production at Michigan, so this could be a guy that houses the CFL next year and potentially is a quality contributor for the Argos, so overall, I gave it a B. And then, let's go to their next pick. Uh, fourth round, 30th overall, they took McMaster wide receiver Tommy Neal. So, what do you know about this guy, James?
1: you know mcmaster runs a very pro style cfl offense and he thrived in there he was their best receiver and you know they their their style of parallels pros very similar and he kind of looks like that pro guy you know he's not crazy big he's not small but he's he's he was one of the top receivers in the OUA and the OUA is a super competitive division and I feel like he could come in and just be a rotational guy a teamer for a little bit till he develops into something but it I'd say he was probably if we're taking stats and accolades probably the best U Sports receiver in this draft not based on combine and body type but if we're going off of accolades and stats. That's why I think that was a good pick just because, you know, he has, he has everything to back it up, even though he may not pass the CFLI test.
0: That's fair. Uh, I know we had good production and I thought this was a good value pick with the players on the board, especially with, I know you, you talked about Will Corby not getting drafted. Talk about her all and You were, you were hit the nail on the head with that one. Uh, so yeah, he was the only guy I could really see, and I mean, Toronto, they're trying to start, like, realistically, they're probably going to start, like, three Canadian receivers, because you've got... Who do you got there? you got Jawan Breskinson.
1: Eric rogers He's an American, though. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, you got Levi Noel, and then they have another Canadian, Dejan Brissette, who they drafted second overall last year. You know, and now you have Neil and they had some other guys already there that are in the mix, so...
1: Curly Gittins Jr. is going to be good. I'm telling you, I, I know I did an interview with him where I stuttered. You know, I was just really distracted during it. It was my 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 issue, my fault. You all know what? I swear to God, this guy's going to be good. People don't know this. Curly Gittins Jr. is one of the best U sports receivers to ever play. He will be eventually good on Toronto or somewhere else.
0: Yeah, he's a guy that I'm high on too, especially because he can buy himself a bit more time because he's a returner too, right? So. Yeah, again, they could potentially start three Canadian receivers there. So, yeah, that that's another reason to love this pick. And this is a guy I knew absolutely nothing about, so my grade for it was N.A. or not applicable. Uh, 33 overall in the fourth round. They drafted linebacker Trevor Hroyote out of Carlton.
1: Yeah, he ain't no Jack uh, Casser, I'll say that oh <laughs> yeah you know, yeah Jack Caster was that shooter on that defense and I felt like that was kind of a reach I felt like this guy if this were a regular draft would be like an 8th round guy or like undrafted so I felt like it was kind of a reach and I just felt like he was more of like a scheme guy in Carlton's defense cause Jack Caster was that guy in that
0: squad It's fair for sure um Let's jump to the last round here. Um 47th overall, they had a pick I really liked here. Um they took Joshua Haggerty and U of S Husky. Uh forty seventh overall. I gave this pick a B plus. You gave it a B, so why don't we talk a little bit about Haggerty?
1: Man, I'm about to get in shit, but like come on, man. Have you looked at this guy before? A little bit. Yeah, he he looks <clears throat> he he looks like Caleb Presley from Barstool. This guy does not look like a a, a coroner. He looks like he should be. something.
0: I mean, uh, fair enough. He doesn't,
1: he doesn't pass the eye test. That's all I'm <laughs> going
0: to say. That's fair, but we also said that about Tommy Neal. So I mean, we got to be fair. I mean,
1: uh, he's a white D I don't trust him. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Uh, his tape's nice. Uh, Saskatchewan kid, so you know he's tough. Um, with him, he's definitely like an energy guy. He like, plays a lot of energy. Um, yeah. So He's probably a safety at the CFL level, but uh, with a six-round pick, a quality safety definitely isn't the worst thing you can get there.
1: Oh, for sure. That's why I put a B, man. I said, you know, <clears throat> I just have my reserves. You know, it's just about the eye test. I know I said that about other guys. <laughs> this guy does not pass the eye test for a guy who should who's playing in the secondary.
0: That That's fair for sure. And then let's go to their last pick, 52nd overall. They took Benjamin St. Just out of Minnesota, who was drafted in the NFL by the Washington football team. I believe it was in the third round. Uh, we both gave this pick a C. I think it's for the same reason. Let's hear yours. Uh,
1: he's an NFL guy for sure. He just had injury concern in the NCAA. But besides that, when he was on the field, he was electric. Like when he, they played Penn State and beat them last year, he was lights out.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, He was good on the field. And he had a really nice senior ball. Same with uh Josh Palmer. So it really goes to show how that can help a guy's draft stock, so.
1: That's what got Palmer drafted.
0: Oh, 100%, yeah. I was actually surprised. He was a guy that, honestly, I would have thought a team would have taken a flyer on. I don't think anybody did, but.
1: I thought he would have gone undrafted if he did not have that senior bowl.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, because one of the things I was reading his NFL scouting report, they all talked about how he didn't produce a ton, but that's because his quarterback play at Tennessee was
1: brutal. One of the worst quarterbacking I've seen in years.
0: Yeah, and then when he gets to the Pro Bowl, he's like breaking ankles like uh, high-end defensive backs. So
1: Yeah, against top guys who played at like Bama and at like Auburn. Guys who are starters or like top guys in whatever division and he's like bossing them. He had one of the best uh, senior bowls I've seen in a long time.
0: Yeah, like I think in the one-on-ones, he broke I one I don't know if it was Patrick Sertan or not, but he broke somebody's ankles from Emma. Like, uh, it was either on a fade or a post route, and it was just like, wow! Like, dude's got skill, man. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I'm glad he got drafted. But I mean, at the same time, that would have been nice to see in the CFL. You know.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: Let's move on to our next uh, team here, Montreal Alouettes, who we both gave fees to, and because they did not have a pick in the first round due to the Johnny Manziel trade, that feels like it was like ten years ago now. Um, they had this uh, first pick in the second round, tenth overall. It took uh. Oh, oh yeah, Pierre-Oliver Lestage out of U of M. Uh, I gave this pick a B-, minus. you gave an A, and I think... What do you think of him?
1: I think he's really good. That's why the Seahawks signed him to a contract. But I don't think he sticks in the NFL. He's 6'2", under 300 pounds, like he's like a CFL body. If he gained some weight, he might be able to stick around. But when me and my buddies were watching the draft, I said, Come on, play that Vanier Cup tape. Play the <laughs> Vanier Cup tape. I want to see him get bullied by Jamin Pelly. But they unfortunately did not show it. But I still think he's a really good player. And I thought that was an a Build these hometown guys <clears throat> and just build them up. I'm pretty sure I'm trying to remember Sujeppy played it. My friend played Sujepp with him, which oh, is like Juco equivalent there. Um I think he played at Lennoxville. but yeah, basically I thought, you know, impact guy, compete guy, compete guy. He's going to come in day one and compete for a starting gig and he's from Montreal quality guy. that could have easily gone the first round. He might stick around in the NFL for a year, but that'll be good for his development.
0: Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Like I think he sticks in the NFL for a year or two, just because of the team he went to. Like I, I always thought about this. Like you go, to the team is going to, give you the biggest bag or do you go to the team you're gonna stick around probably with the longest right if you're like an undrafted guy and he went the route of need like seattle they they only took one offensive lineman in the draft and they had one of the worst offensive lines in football last year so to me it you know he has a very good chance of sticking around Uh, And the guy they took in the draft, I believe it was a tackle. It wasn't even a guard. Like, Lestage is a center slash guard, so again, it just increases the chances of sticking, so I like it.
1: They only have, like, two good old linemen on the Seahawks. One is old, Dwayne Brown, and the other guy, I'm trying to remember his name, he's a rookie from LSU who came out of nowhere and he played the best, and he was, like, a nobody.
0: Stope. I can't remember his name either, but, I mean, I'm sure... There's probably some Seahawks fans watching this because there's Seahawks fans everywhere. They'll probably put it down in the comments. So let's go to their pick in the third round, 27th overall. They drafted Chris Fournier. I gave this pick an A. uh, You gave it a B. So let's talk a little bit about Fournier.
1: He's little he's like two seventy five that is light he's got to put on like thirty pounds it's like six four two seventy five man's got to put on thirty pounds at least if he wants to play in the c f l and <clears throat> I gave it a b you know decent pick because it's a potential pick, but it's not a compete pick he's a camp body right now he's got to put on some weight if he wants to be a compete guy. You no, know, he kind of came out of nowhere. But I, I was more impressed with him than Dirks. And Dirks played at a higher level in the NCAA than Fournier did.
0: That's fair. Uh I believe he's transferring to a Div 1 school uh this year, but he's a guy that's a multi-year starter in the NCAA. He's played both center and tackle. So you've got a little bit of versatility there. And with them losing Trey Rutherford, and uh I believe they lost Tyler Johnston, who was a Canadian tackle out of Oregon.
1: Uh, And then they both retired. Two guys retired, and then so did uh, Spencer Wilson, who started off and on that year. He retired, too. They had three retirees.
0: Yeah, three, like, really good retirees. So, of course, they drafted, you know. I think Montreal probably had the best, like, need draft out of all of the teams because... Three of their picks are offensive line. One's a kicker because they don't have a kicker. And then one of them is uh, a player from the former GM's uh, school where he used to coach at U of M. So, yeah. Uh, again, I like this pick. I give it an A just because it fits the need really well. And he's got another year in the NCAA to learn and develop. So, good pick. And then next pick in the fourth round... They picked Syracuse offensive lineman Patrick Davis. I gave this pick a B, and you gave it a C. So let's break this down a little bit.
1: Uh, He's never started a single game in the NCAA, and he basically just rode the bench and was like a rotational guy if a guy got hurt or something and had to play like three snaps. So, yeah, he's not good.
0: I know people. That's fair. Uh, I know people like his size and his versatility. I think he's played again kind of a bit all over. So, and people like his size. So again with a later round pick it's probably not the worst thing in the world to pick a guy like that. So overall I gave it a B. And then pick Ottawa should have made if they were going to draft a kicker slash punter. Um, Montreal took Laval kicker, David Cote, at 45th overall. We both gave this pick a B. Uh, What do you think about him?
1: A little bit of a reach, but he was the best player for kicking on the board.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think last year's draft, there was a ton of good kickers. Like, uh, one that comes to mind is Mark Leggio. There was a couple other ones, but I can't remember their names right now. But... Yeah, overall, I like this pick because Montreal lost Boris Beattie, who is like, they're all in one guy. I think he's in Toronto now, so, I mean, good pickup for them to go grab a guy like this. And I'm sure they could find a guy off the street who can punt it. Like, uh, Ben Gilswick, who is one of the better U Sport kickers, is still uh, being a bit of a journeyman, so he's a guy that I can see going to Montreal, too.
1: Could be or maybe he knows how to punt a little. Who knows? But if you wanna stick in the C F L, you gotta be able to do both.
0: Oh for sure. If you're a Canadian, definitely. Like there's a couple of Americans that do like one or the other. But generally, yeah, you gotta do all, all three jobs, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: For sure. Agreed. Versatility will get you far in the CFL.
0: Yep. And then let's go with their last pick in the sixth round, forty sixth overall. They took Ethan Maconzo, out of the U of M, who we mentioned, uh, their GM, Danny uh, Machocha, taught, uh, or not taught, he coached at U of M. So but it makes sense that Montreal took two U of M guys.
1: Yeah, they want the Carabon guys. Uh, they, they love them. You know, Montreal produces some pretty good... Uh... Uh, prospects and I will say his teammate was a reach in the second or third round I don't recall appropriate pick at at this at this stage appropriate pick if it wasn't this late I'd say it was a reach but he's a quality player a body a camp body for a little bit until he develops but not a complete reach you're at the point where you're kind of just going for best player available or who fits and I guess if you have an in with the coach and the coach believes in you, good pick. Because, you know, the coach hasn't been there long. He doesn't want to make a decision that's going to jeopardize his job. So he, he's going to pick a guy that he knows is going to come in and compete.
0: No doubt. So our next team is the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And we both have the same grade. um, But we're we're going to, I think, go to war over this first pick here. Uh, I think I mentioned, but we both gave them a B+. Um, first overall pick, Jake Burt. I gave this pick a B. You gave an A+. So I think I've changed my opinion a little bit since this grade. But what do you think of this one, James? <clears>
1: okay, <throat> I gave it an A+, because I thought it was appropriate. And I'm thinking to myself. So they, they got Nikola Kalanick from York. Yep. Big, strong guy, started immediately, second-round pick. Who I think is probably going to be better than Jake Burt. The thing with Jake Burt is, oh, this guy can play receiver, too. He can shred, get down a little bit. Or I'm thinking two tight end sets, you know, pound the ball. Because Nickel can block, catch. He Nickel plays receiver, fullback, tight end. Well, an H-back, essentially. And so can Jake Burt. You get the two tight end set going and just pound the ball where it's good on goal line. <clears throat> but the thing is, either of them can play receiver, but preferably Jake Burt. Jake Burt can fill in a lot of holes. He's a versatile guy. But the thing is, what he is so good uh, is he's a teamer. He's one of the best special teamers in the CFLU sports. And who knows, Jake Burt will see. But I actually like this pick just because, you know, I knew Jake Burt would be a first-round pick, but I didn't think guys thought of him that highly. But I just gave an A+, because... I felt like there's a lot of ways this pick could have gone, but at least they got a guy who can come in immediately and contribute.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like at first I hated this pick because I thought of need, and then I dug uh more into his past and his numbers, and it's like, okay, this guy can fill their need because he runs a four point eight forty time. Uh at his size, that's solid. Um A big physical guy like that with a fast 40, you put him at, you know, that field wide receiver spot. He, I like it, you know? And that was like, when I first heard, it was like, oh, a tight end. It's like, oh, great. We never use those. That makes no sense. But, you know, you're right. He could definitely play some receiver. So I might bump my grade up on him just for that reason alone. Just he's a bit more versatile than I thought and then let's go to their second pick in the first round ninth overall I love this pick I just think it, it was slightly a little bit too high but still like it um, Ninth overall they draft linebacker Nick Cross out of UBC
1: you know some people thought he was the best linebacker in the draft but I kind of fell in love with Ben Halatic over the Combine <clears throat> But I still think Nick Cross was realistically the best linebacker in this draft besides Lacombeau, but Lacombo's a versatile guy. The thing is with Nick Cross, he he might play Sam or safety in the CFL. I thought this was a good pick because he's a even though he has an injury history, he's a compete guy realistically. Not a body, a compete guy. When I say body, I mean guys that are just going to be like developmental guys, and then there's compete guys who are going to push the guys ahead of them push the guys behind them to make them better. Because, you know, they're young guys that could come in and easily steal a spot. That's what I think of Nick Cross, and I think he's an animal.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, I really like him because, again, I'm from Saskatchewan, so this was a guy, even in high school, who was, you know, people knew who he was. Like, you knew who Nick Cross was if you were even remotely around football in Saskatchewan, Uh, you know. So he's got that it factor. And watching his tape, he, I don't think he's lost a step on tape. He looks really good. Um, as you mentioned, probably Sam or a safety. I like him more at Sam just because I think he's a really good run stopper and he's just got a nose for the ball. And uh I just think that's a bit more beneficial at Sam. So again, I love it, but again, I feel like it was more of a second round. That's why that's the only reason it's a B plus. Otherwise this pick is an A. Yeah, great dude! Can't wait to see him in the CFL. And Agreed. then let's go on to round two. Uh, another one of your boys got picked here. Um, well, not York, but yeah, uh, Dean Leonard out of Mississippi, 18th overall. So why don't you hype him up a little bit? He Ironic- was A plus.
1: Ironically, me band Logan Bandy him and. Uh... Peter all played on the same team uh, our our community team the the Mavericks shout out the Mavericks
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the Mavericks anyway so Dean I think he's lightning in a bottle cuz who knows he might not go to the NFL cuz he was a late season starter but when he did he he turned up against uh <clears throat> South Carolina they he got a crazy fumble recovery that he he didn't get a touch on but brought it back 60 yards and I think He's special. People don't realize how special he is because there's a, a strong likelihood that he goes to the CFL first, then the NFL, just because he's an, he he didn't get enough exposure. old Miss. He has one more year. He's going to start, but I think he's an A plus because I think he's a home run hit in the uh, this third, second or third round. Second, second round. Yeah, yep. Second home run pick. I think he's a home run. I think he's one of the best picks in the draft.
0: Yeah, for sure. I love the value here in the second round. He's a guy that, as you mentioned, late starter because he was a guy that I kind of looked into occasionally. Like, I knew he transferred down to Ole Miss along with another Canadian who unfortunately I didn't get to check on as much, but I, I was like, okay, how's Dean Leonard doing? And then early in the season, he wasn't really doing much. So I like, okay, whatever. And then I come back and he's got these really nice numbers later in the year and as you mentioned, that's because he was starting later. Guy had great numbers at Calgary. Um, got the chance to start later in the year and made the most of it. So it it depends how he does. Like If he has a, a full, really good year next year, he probably does have a shot at being like a late NFL draft pick or a priority UDFA. So, man. yeah, but if for some reason he doesn't get that opportunity, man, Hamilton got a really good player here i love that pick
1: lane kiffin said dean leonard reminds him
0: of an nfl quarterback. that's definitely high praise there I, I like that
1: and his dad was our defensive coordinator anyway like uh dean's when i played
0: that's sick man you got you got connections to all these guys that's just crazy man
1: dad played in the cfl team, I remember I was playing guard at the time on this team. They're like, hey, we might need you to play Nose this game, go practice with defense for the week. I'm like, okay, he's like, Man, you're the slowest human being I've ever met. That's what he told me. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I hope you improve that for when your draft year comes.
1: No, no, I'm a lot faster. This is when I was just big and played football and not like an athlete. Now I'm an athlete and big.
0: Oh yeah, is that that's like sort of Logan Bandy's story? I think you were the one who sent like his like hype video or whatever right after the draft, talked about how he just joined football because he was too big for hockey. So I thought that was a cool story.
1: Yeah, he was when I played with Logan. He was only like two forty five, not even, and now he's like three hundred.
0: Damn. Yeah. And then let's go to their third round pick here. Another great value pick by Hamilton here. They had a really nice draft. Uh, They picked Muhammad Dielu, uh defensive tackle out of Central Michigan. Um, We both gave this pick an A, so why don't you talk a little bit about him?
1: Ted Laurent's not getting any younger. They need a guy who's big for the interior. But the issue is with this guy, people are concerned, is that he transferred like school like four times in the NCAA. He went like yeah. two Ducos, two Texas A&M, then Eastern Michigan. And it's like, ah, I don't think he's a compete guy day one, but I do think he's developmental because he didn't have much production at Eastern Mish. But, you know good pick filled the need i will say this their first four picks were unreal but i felt like their draft kind of went off the rails after that yeah i think they could have easily been number one if they didn't screw up the last three picks
0: i don't know saskatchewan had one hell of a draft but i mean we'll get to that um yeah but they they definitely had probably the second best first half of the draft i'll say that much for sure um You're right. Um, Ted Laurent's getting long in the tooth. Uh, So, drafting a guy who could potentially be his replacement. um, I like that. And you're right. It does kind of throw up a little bit of red flags. that He's kind of transferring all over the place. That is kind of weird to me. Um, Let's go to our next pick. Where is that? Round four. Uh, My grade for this. I'm just going to, spoiler alert, uh, these next three picks for me are non-applicable because I know nothing about these guys. Um, Fourth round, they took Jarrett Richards out of St. Mary's. So what do you know about him, James?
1: Good player from Quebec, so that's trusting. So I think players from Quebec are very good. But the issue is he played at St. Mary's, and there's a thing with U Sports and C- anyway everyone knows this, but Out East is very bad football. Like, uh, <clears throat> um, AUS is like, I it's like I can't describe it, but if you look every year in the playoffs, they get absolutely smacked. It's like the Pac twelve of the Power Five, where they're like just like horrendous. They're div, they're like one of these like top divisions, but they suck that's what All they're right. like so i i don't really trust guys from from out east unless so, you're off wamba
0: so you've compared uh u sports to like a uh, second tier div one u.s what would you say the like Maritime group of u sports is relative to them I don't
1: know. I guess Div Two. I feel like they. I feel, okay. This is just me. I feel like they could get smacked on any day by a Div Two team. But I'm <laughs> top. Like I'm saying, like UFC, I feel like could beat down teams and like the FCS. Like like the only teams that would give them fits is like James Madison. But besides that, like a team like <clears throat> like Barry Sanders team. They're like just like slightly under 500 or like yeah. five. Like, Jackson State, oh, my God, UFC would throttle these people. But, like, it's hard to compare FCS because no one watches FCS. I barely do, like, sparingly. But I just compared in Power 5 context.
0: I just know um that all I know about them is uh North Dakota, one of the North Dakota schools has an amazing stadium, the Fargo Dome. It's like a 28,000-seat yeah, dome. It's like an awesome stadium.
1: They suck this year, though. Since Trey Lance left, they're bad.
0: Yeah, they're they're not going to be good without Lance, but they have a really nice stadium. So, yeah.
1: My friend played golf there that I went to college with. He was on a golf scholarship there.
0: <laughs> I, I did not know they offer scholarships for golf. Wow. The States?
1: Yeah, he went there and he said he used to go to football games all the time.
0: Yeah, like that stadium is like someone <laughs> in the CFL should take notes because that's a stadium that. Carson. Probably should have been built in the prairies just with our weather here.
1: Yeah, like he my buddy played golf there when Wentz was the starting cue.
0: Oh, okay. Um Okay, let's get to our next pick here. This is a, a Laval guy, so that's a that's always a good sign. Um again, my my grade is not applicable because I don't know enough. James that gave this a C. Galax, yeah. uh, Gar and I believe is how you say that.
1: Yeah, you should have been. honestly, this is an F now that I think about it. Now you have three eight, like fullback, H back type guys on your roster when you've one who I think was the best fullback in the league last year, Nicola, not like objectively speaking, and then you get Jake Burt. Like, why would you waste a pick on a guy? This was an F. I put a seed, this is an F now that I think about it. <laughs> This guy's just, what, you, uh, a special team's body? What is he going to do for you? Nothing. That it's sucks, a- man, he's
0: going to get buried on that roster. Oh, man, you're right. If you think about that. Oh, man. I wouldn't want to compete with Jake Burt and uh, Beloitich, that's for sure. And then, our last pick, uh, we, we were just talking about how Western produces good pros. Um, Miles Manalo. Oh, no,
1: Western sucks at producing pros. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Man, for that... how good
1: a team are, they don't put out good pro. Like they, they have one of the lowest pro rates for a top team, like the lowest amount of prospects they go. It's because they do a bad job at getting them training for their combine and stuff. They just don't do a good job. <clears throat> but I think they have a tremendous coach, but that's just how it is. And I just felt like he only had realistically one good starting year, but I felt like, you know, he had some depth to the position. And he's probably a teamer and a roster type of guy.
0: That's fair. Uh, hopefully Dwayne Ford isn't listening to this because I know he's a big Western guy, but definitely fair. And then let's hit our next team here. That's the Bombers. Oh, man. I I like their draft, too. I thought they had a really nice draft overall. So they with their first pick, third overall, they took... Uh, what was it? Uh... Just offensive linemen, because I guess he plays everywhere. Uh, Liam Dobson out of Maine, who... Uh, we both gave this pick an A, so why don't you talk a little bit about Dobson?
1: Not a reach, good pick. <clears throat> but the thing was, they have they have good
0: Canadian cards. Yeah, he's 330-plus pounds. Yeah, he's a big boy. Um, I know there was talk of him as... He's kinda of play he's played a bit of tackle, uh he's played center. So uh the bombers they kinda of do have a slight need at center. So I, I like that uh if he goes and fills in for their center spot. There's a video of him and his weight dunking a basketball, which is pretty sick. Like this dude's a good athlete, you
1: know? Athletic big man, that's what I'm saying. I like this kid. Yeah. But- I say kid, he's like older than me, but yeah
0: yeah like he's big, but he's athletic too, which is nice
1: that's that's the number one thing you want a big strong athletic guy at like three forty that's super impressive.
0: no doubt, and then their second round pick, I know nothing about this guy, so again, not applicable for me um for round two sixteenth overall, they took uh Reedha I believe how to say that uh again. Na James, you gave an F, so I want to hear your opinion here.
1: Total reach, you got like a seventh round undrafted guy in the second round who's like not even a camp body. Why, why, <laughs> Not Logan Bandy, Canadian tackle. Okay?
0: <laughs> Man, I cannot wait till we get to that Bandy pick because I want to hear you rant about that. That's gonna be amazing. Just remember, keep it PG. But um, yeah, um. After all again, I don't know much about this guy, but they produce good pros, and keep in mind, these ratings are not indictments on players. Like, this is just more or less how teams drafted is how we're grading this, so if, like, we think of picks, like, you could have gotten that guy later on, you know, that's what the grade reflects, not, like, oh, this guy's absolute trash, he's a bum, you know, like, that's not what this pick, not what stuff. our grades are meant to be, you know?
1: Yeah. Felt like why would you pick a guy like that at this this high in the draft? It's no disrespect on their skill,
0: yeah. And then their third round pick, I like this pick a lot. Um, they took Patrice Renee, a DB out of North Carolina, who is transferring to Rutgers next year.
1: I only gave this a B because I think he's an NFL guy. I think he is because when he did start at North Carolina, he played very good. So that's why I gave it a B, just because I think he's an NFL guy.
0: That's fair. Um, I know. Uh, I think it was last draft. Um, he he had a lot of NFL buzz. I believe he was going to be a late round pick in that draft, but uh, basically, I believe he ended his season with a, a kill an ACL or a yeah ACL injury. And then when he came back, he was kind of replaced by a younger guy. So, freshman. Yep. Yeah, that's why he's transferring out. And so, hopefully, he goes to Rutgers and plays extremely well and gets to the NFL. But if for whatever reason, maybe he gets injured again or, you know, maybe he doesn't get to the looks that he did. Um, I feel like that could be a really sweet grab for the Bombers. Okay. So, yeah, because they I lost. Mean- uh, Couple DBs too,
1: so next he's he's one of these guys like Dean Leonard and (laughs) Alonzo. You somehow make it to the CFL, you're an instant top player, in my opinion. No doubt.
0: Um, so with their fourth round pick, they took Robbie Lowe's out of the University of Regina. Uh, we both gave this a B. Uh, I like it, dude can immediately play on teams and them a chance to actually get some work in the CFL so good pick
1: good appropriate pick that's all that's why it's a B a good a good pick that's appropriate not a reach not a bad player good pick right spot but it's not like, like their next pick is Nate because I truly believe they got a guy who is not the 39th overall pick
0: oh no doubt I, I think we both can agree on that um In the fifth round, 39th overall, they pick back-to-back at University of Regina Rams. This one, Kyle Borsa. Oh, man, I like this pick. I really like this pick, but I'll let you go first here.
1: He loves steroids, Trevor (laughs) Harris, so, you know. Oh, you did. You took my joke. I love it. Oh, really? No, no, but he does have been busted for roids. That's why. Yeah.
0: give me the same excuse as harris too by the way like he said the same thing he he went and took a supplement that apparently he didn't know was tainted or something like that Same
1: common that's super super common like most a lot of guys aren't even on steroids and that happens but if you look at this guy's physiques you could tell this guy looks way better this guy looks like a greek god and trevor harris like an okay athlete you know what i mean like yeah. Trevor's is more believable than Kyle's. Kyle does not look; he looks like he did steroids. But anyway, hey, that that hey, I'm not just dis- that helps his strength. Just because you're on steroids does not make you a good player. <laughs> There's guys who are on steroids right now who probably suck. Okay, yeah. And I I hate people saying this or like everyone on in footballs on steroids. No, I've seen guys who've never who've never done steroids in their life, bench press two twenty five thirty plus times, and
0: That's they insane. do not.
1: And they don't even take supplements, like drink protein or anything. Like, yeah. It's just, some people are just built different.
0: Yeah, like Forza, when he got suspended, he said he took a lot of time off and just hit the gym really hard with with Robbie Lowe, ironically. So, yeah, that's probably why he's in such great shape. He just had way more time to go and hit the gym because of his suspension. Early. At least that's what I'm hoping. But, uh... Yeah, I like this pick for the Bombers. You get depth and a potential replacement for Andrew Harris when he gets older, so... Good pick. And I remember your first thing you said about him was he's got arms like an American running back.
1: Oh, he makes, like, Chuba
0: Hubbard look small. Yeah, like, dude, dude's a big guy, so that's a nice pick. And he's fast. So, mm-hmm. definitely a guy who could have gone earlier, but I love the fit.
1: Mm -hmm, for sure
0: and then uh, let's go with their last pick uh, of the draft 48th overall they took D.B. Shea Weeks out of the University of Manitoba I gave this pick an A he gave it a C so let's, let's hear this
1: he actually finished at a school in the States in Minnesota
0: oh okay
1: yeah he played at Ben Mead g State University, a public university in Minnesota. <laughs> I actually knew who he was when he played at um he played in uh Manitoba, but I felt like he may or may not have hurt his draft stock, but you know uh I'm trying to look I'm just doing research. I don't think he ever played a game- no he didn't play a game here. But yeah, I gave him okay pick because so I felt like he, I think he's a little raw and a little like maybe an undrafted guy.
0: I like it because uh, he is projected to go higher in sub mocks, and he's from the U of M. But I definitely agree with you. Him going to that NCAA school, unlike a guy like Dean Leonard, this really hurt his stock. Like if I was him, I would have just sat out. You probably would have gone higher. So. I like to pick, but I see where you're coming from there.
1: Division II school. Huh? It's a Division two school.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting then. Yeah, it's troublesome. Sure. And then let's go to the Edmonton football team now. I almost said Eskimos. Um, so with their first overall pick, uh you have very different opinions than everyone else. Uh Cole Nelson out of University of Alberta. So I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna let you defend him for a bit here.
1: <clears throat> six foot six ran ran a 40 under five seconds in the four nines, three hundred and fifteen pounds. I, I probably said six foot six already, two twenty-five pressed twenty-six times, built like an NFL D tackle, bigger than an NFL D tackle. But i'm not gonna say who i got a source he said he might play o-line but i I shouldn't have said that but whatever
0: um (laughs) hey man
1: and i when i was doing my riser and fall series just something came up y'all you know i'm going through it covid whatnot didn't post it but i had cole nelson as the combine winner for rising stars
0: yeah man like you you called this um
1: like in yeah. our group i did gas this guy up when, yes you did even...
0: thing. that is yeah you you gassed this guy up before the draft i can attest to that with uh everyone that every every like draft person said you could have got him later on and uh i i can't remember who i think it was marshall first, and like people were blowing up his phone saying so like oh why did i to take this guy so early can add him later and stuff like that so the that's the only reason I gave him a C plus is cause he wasn't really on anybody's radar, so you probably could have had him later. But
1: he had severe injury history where he actually played one year at U of A, then sat two years out, then came back and started one more before yeah. he yeah, big time injury concerns. But man, just his athleticism is crazy. That's why I I, I had him I have it as an A because I feel like <clears throat> I, I I'm so torn about the CFL draft. I always like poop on people and then be like, "Oh, why didn't you get this guy?" But you know, drafting isn't a perfect science. And the CFL, I always say this: it's always draft. They always draft guys on potential, not what they are currently. And Cole Nelson has he could play literally. They could probably convert him to an alignment it'd probably work out i'm trying to remember the guy they did that to on calgary he played at concordia but he played d-line and o-line for the stamps and he played at concordia and this could be maybe be a guy a guy like nelson because he's
0: huge that's crazy i know um i have a friend that plays offensive line at concordia so shout out there to dawson lucha there uh hopefully he gets drafted too like I think you and him might be in the same class. Probably mm-hmm. one of you gets drafted, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's hope that I do eventually.
0: <laughs> All right, and then second round pick. Um, the Eskimo. Or, frick! I said it. Damn it! All right. Uh, the Edmonton Football Team. Sorry. Drafted linebacker Grant McDonald out of the University of Calgary. Um. We both gave this an A, so let's hear what you got to say here. Played
1: tight end at Maine before he transferred But, you know, uh, come on guys, please, please don't get mad. We got busted <laughs> for steroids too. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man.
1: That's,
0: really... If he had the same excuses like Andrew Harris and Kyle Borson, man, that's unreal, but I, I don't know specifically his excuse was... Um, I know he was one of the top rookies at Maine and transferred to Calgary to play with his brothers, actually, I believe. He's got one brother that plays receiver, and then another is quarterback. So, that's kind of cool. He got to go and play with his brothers and then jump to the CFL, so that's alright. Yeah, he said busted for PEDs, but... Yeah, I think he could be a decent player at the next level anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think he, <clears throat> his combine was really good. He was one of the players that I really ex- exceeded expectations. People knew he was good, but I felt like they were really exceeded post combine. So that's why I uh, gave him an A, And I think he's a compete guy right
0: away. Sure. And then let's jump into round three 23rd overall. They took Deontay Glover uh, out of Shepherd University. Uh, we both gave this pick a C, so let's hear your reasoning here.
1: Hmm. Uh, I felt like he was a little bit of a reach for a guy who didn't really produce, and he was at a low-end Division one. well, I don't even know, American team. And I felt like you probably could have gotten a better player at this that was a Canadian receiver.
0: That's fair for sure. Um I
1: mean Canadian running back, my bad.
0: Oh yeah. Oh good. Uh I kinda agree too. I think Borsa might have been slightly better, but this is a guy who he was originally at a D1 school, uh was a rotational guy there, and then transferred to a D two school and put up really good numbers. Um so yeah, I feel that I I don't really like the fit here just because they have James Wilder Jr. there already, so why are you drafting, you know, an AD running back when that's not a position of need for you? I feel like Hamilton, with one of their later picks, would have been a much better fit, and if he would have went there, would have gotten a much higher grade for me, but uh, just because of fit, and I think Borsa might have uh been a little bit better, that's why I'm giving the pick a C. And then
1: yeah, I thought Borso was significantly better.
0: For sure. His measurables are for sure. Like dude had insane measurables. Uh with the 40 time and just leaving a really nice bench, too. And then let's go to their fourth round pick. Um thirty second overall, they took former Canadian quarterback turned receiver out of Buffalo, Dominic Johnson. Uh, I give this pick an A. You give it a C, so let's hear kind of your reasoning for that.
1: Doesn't have a position. He played QB there. His brother, Theodore, plays at Penn State. This guy's like a tight end QB receiver. This guy doesn't have a real position. That's That's the issue, in my opinion. He doesn't have a real position.
0: That's true. This guy came in as a quarterback, was a walk-on to the basketball team, so a multi-sport <laughs> athlete um you're kind of right in terms of things you mentioned but i just like his athleticism like dude is like just a really great athlete and i mean the cfl draft in the later rounds i mean you can take a shot on a guy like this i don't think is the worst pick you could have made so that's why i'm giving it an a just because of raw athletic talent and He's got crazy size. He's 6'5", So if he pans out, he's definitely a good pick. And the beauty with Edmonton is they don't need to start him right away. They got uh, Tavon Smith there, who's an elite Canadian receiver. So he can wait in the wings for a couple years if he needs to refine his skills at receiver. Can sit and learn. <clears throat> exactly. And then let's jump to their fifth round pick here. 41st overall, they took Peter Cordes. Uh, I did not know much about this guy, so my grade's an N.A. You gave this a B plus. So let's hear about him a little bit.
1: Oh, really good Canadian alignment from SMU. I feel like the exception to me pooping on uh, out east is line to an exception. But this guy's been like a multi-year starter, and he's proven, and he's looked really good. That's what I think. I feel like anything but O line for out east is that that's the 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 least drop off is offensive one. So I thought it was a really good pick, kind of a steal. Now that now that I think about it, this late, kind of a steal. He went to the national team and he did perform. All
0: right, that's Um, let's go to our next pick. Uh, their last pick in the sixth round, fiftieth overall. Defensive back Keenan Clark again I don't know enough about this guy he's out of Cornell I gave this pick obviously an NA James you gave it a B so let's hear about him a little bit
1: well he started at Cornell Ivy Leagues kid. no I thought it was pretty good I felt like that was <clears throat> kind of a guy who was relatively unknown but did start division one and made an impact, so I felt like it was a B, though it wasn't at like a big time school. He played at a school that doesn't even offer scholarships, so football's not taken as serious. But I felt, you know, impact NCAA. Let's give him a B plus. His tape looks pretty good. He is got has to learn. He's pretty raw and probably would have uh, played a lot better if he played U Sports and would have maybe gone higher. But I felt like it was a good draft. That's why I think Edmonton had like a top three draft. They drafted really well. They drafted pretty consistency, consistently.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um definitely get to hear that he was a decent contributor at D1. I'm not sure if he's a DB, though, or is he a safety?
1: It's tough to tell. It's it's because linebackers usually convert to safeties. So I don't know it's hard.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what he does uh, in the future. And our next team is the BC Lions, who... I gave them an A minus. You gave them an A. So let's get into their picks. First round, fourth overall, they took defensive end Daniel Joseph. I gave this a B plus. You gave it an A plus. So let's hear you talk about Daniel Joseph a little bit.
1: He ain't going to the NFL, even though he transferred from Penn State, where he sucked, to NC State, where he played lights out. He's not going to go to the NFL. I can tell you that. Production. I, I he he, he one good year and I just he he had a large amount of sacks but he didn't play like an NFL guy. He kind of was a guy who they needed. He played out of necessity and that's why yeah, his sacks are attributed to basically he's fill, it's like a vacuum. He's filling a position that they need and he's the product of the system getting those sacks. And he's he's a good player, but he's not an NFL player. Come here, ball out. BC needs pass rushers big time. Well, they need everything big time. I think they're hmm. an awful team, but
0: yeah, no doubt. I, feel like they, I feel
1: like they had the second best draft where they addressed a lot of needs and only had one pick that was okay.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I didn't love the fit uh, just because I don't think like BC has a lot of uh, interior, or not even interior, uh Canadian defensive ends for backups, but they later addressed this in the draft. So oh, you I mean, play. it's definitely not the worst fit. So
1: you can play three tack
0: the end. He's super
1: versatile.
0: That's awesome to hear. And then let's jump to the second round where they took uh Alaric Jackson out of Iowa. A surprise, like dude fell off a cliff in the NFL draft. He was, uh, Projected at the start of the year to be like a third round pick, and then later on he was like in the three to five range, and then he just went undrafted, which is how uh so I give this pick a C plus. So you gave it an A. So why don't you talk a little bit about this?
1: An absolute horrendous pro day horrendous senior bowl looked out of shape for a guy who's a vegan and in the nfl he translates to a guard but he started many years at iowa big ten he started four years that is absolutely insane tristan worked with their o-line factory but just something about him his game doesn't translate to the pros very well because he's he's a pretty tall cat but he's short arms but i swear if he comes to the CFL, he will be the best offensive lineman in the CFL. Where he like clamped Chase Young. He's played against Nick Bosa, Chase Young. He's played against every D end in the Big Ten you can think of and other conferences. He's played the who's who before and has played consistently well.
0: Yeah, like he's held his own against Bosa and Young, respectively, as you mentioned, four year starter uh at Iowa, which is O line U in American football and It's one of them. Uh, yeah.
1: Notre Dame is O line U, but for for the, the sake of the argument, yes.
0: Yeah, it's one of them. Okay. And then uh yeah, uh what else was I gonna say? But yeah, like he was all big ten team as well. I believe it was like either first or second team, all big ten. So like he's got accolades, he's like a four year starter, so it's just, with him, there's a, as you mentioned, bad pro day, bad senior bowl. There's some work ethic concerns with him uh, by some NFL people. So, I think that's probably what hurt him the most. And if this draft has taught me anything, it's that, hey, the senior bowl really puts a lot of stock in prospects. With Josh Palmer and Alaric Jackson, kind
1: of polar
0: opposites, you know?
1: Like Justin Herbert man after I saw and like Chase, uh, Chase Claypool. I'm just saying in general a lot of guys make their name in the senior bowl who were like the guy from div three, that O lineman, Quentin or something minors. Yeah. Oh my god, that guy came out of nowhere. That's what I mean. An Ali Marpet, a div three guy taken in the second round, lowest of all time. Like highest sorry, highest picked in from division three was seen at Senior Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Senior Bowl performances matter for a lot of guys.
0: No doubt. So yeah, I see that's what hurt Alaric Jackson. I mean, again, just because of his pedigree, I think he sticks around for a while in the NFL, but if he ever does get here, he he's going to be a really good player, for sure. And then, let's go to their next pick, which is an absolute steal. Uh third round 22nd overall they took UBC linebacker Ben Halatic. A plus plus is all around. So let let's hear what you have to say about him.
1: Versatile 6'4, like 230. Oh my god, and this guy can cover. He's probably gonna play well or defensive end we'll see but he's tall he's strong he had second amount of reps on the bench press 4 six forty. great lateral speed probably the best overall athlete in this draft and i'd say besides colt out of guys who are established names he had the best pro day besides cole nelson he was a nobody who had an unreal pro day but if we're just looking at this in like a vacuum of who had the best pound for pound pro day. Ben Halatic did it. And he's also in 2018 was the U sports defensive player of the year. So he's a real deal kind of player. Who's like an instant compete guy, even though they got the guy from Eastern Carolina last year. Still, still good pick. I think BC hit a home run with this pick.
0: Yeah. BC has been trying to go Canadian at linebacker for a long time. And this pick helps them do that for sure. Um, As you mentioned, given his size, he's probably a play-right-away guy because you don't have to wait for him to gain weight. He's already got it, and because of his coverage skills, I think he's probably more of a will linebacker. So they could potentially start two linebackers because George Williams is projected to be a middle linebacker.
1: Yeah, for sure. Or he can probably fly around a little bit.
0: Oh, no doubt, yeah, but that's awesome, because you hear about some guys in youth sports, oh, they like the size, or whatever, it's like, no, this guy's got the,
1: this guy's got size
0: and weight, you know?
1: Size, weight, speed, he has it all.
0: Yep. And then, let's go to round five, 40th overall. I like this pick because of fit, and uh, combined with the Daniel Joseph pick, this one makes a lot more sense, and consider the school. Alfred Green out of Wolford Laurier. So I gave this a B plus. He gave it a C minus, man. Why are you so hard on the guy?
1: Man, I've I've played against him, I've seen him. He like posted some photos of our quarterback with like a, a sniper scope over him saying it's hunting season. Oh. And our quarterback actually got hurt. Like he actually really had a horrible ankle injury. Oh shots <clears throat> but i just want to say uh, this dude he's small he is a tiny man and he's not gonna play d end he's not gonna play d end and i don't think he's a cfl player okay that's what i'm gonna say well i think he's a body but i don't think he's a d end and i just think uh, he's not he wasn't he's was the fourth best d lineman on laurier's d line ironically one of them is in the cfl one never got a shot and graduated but i just don't think well, he did. He fumbled the bag, but I just mean Alfred Green's not it.
0: <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Again, I like this pick as maybe like a backup guy for Daniel Joseph because they don't have any backups for Daniel Joseph. That's why I gave it a B plus. Just because combined with that pick, I think it justifies kind of the earlier pick. That's yeah, why I like it.
1: d it a little bit.
0: But there's a there was a guy that the Riders drafted who I think is much better. Who's Definitely size-wise is better, but we'll talk about him later. Their last pick, uh, I really like. Uh 51st overall in the sixth round, they took Tyler Packer. I gave this an A. And he gave it a B plus. So why don't you talk a little bit about Packer?
1: I wish I gave it an A now. I, I change. It's an A. It's kind of a steal. A steal for sure. But I was just thinking to myself. Just like uh, he's the height of a tackle. He's he's very tall. He's only a little bit taller than me, and I play interior. But what I mean is, like he he's very tall for the interior. Like six foot six and a half is huge for interior. And he's kind of too slow to play tackle right now. He'd have to shed some pounds, but he's also a project type of guy but I think he's he could pan out to be really good just based on his size measurables and the school he came from.
0: Yeah, so I for give, sure.
1: I switch it from a B-plus to an A.
0: Yeah, the school he came from produced a lot of very quality offensive linemen in Calgary, and BC definitely needs some help there, and I know Packer was one of the players out there, so I mean it's, it's definitely sweet to see him getting drafted Uh He went later than I thought he would, but I mean, great pickup for BC. And then let's get to the last team on our list, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Unanimous A-plus across the board, and full disclosure, I am a rider fan, but I usually am harder on the riders than the other guys, so again, Um, take that into account with my grades. You know? I,
1: I I can't stand the Riders. People don't know this. This is my least favorite team and <laughs> them and Hamilton I can't stand, but I will say the Riders hit it out of the park.
0: Yeah, I, I kinda agree, like uh well not riders, but like um with your assessment of kinda Hamilton fans there a little bit, just because I've had some very toxic interactions with a handful of Tiger Cats fans, I'm not gonna let that you be know, my reflection of the whole fan base, but they're a team that I really like. They're probably my number two team, and now it's like Montreal's on the rise, and they're a bit on the fall just because I think Montreal's a bit more fun to watch.
1: Agree. I remember I saw uh, Moamba, like lat- like 2019, when he absolutely just hammers the running back on the goal end of Hamilton, and he coughs up the ball, and I'm just, and they-, they end up winning that game. I remember that. I was like, man, yeah. this it. L- this this is montreal if they can continue to do this is going to be scary and they just turn around
0: yeah like va as a quarterback he is so fun to watch you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah he's like the clo- he's like uh the clo i was gonna say the closest thing to Johnny, but like johnny manzel in college like one of the guys that can throw too.
0: for sure and then let's get back on track here with Saskatchewan. Second overall, I love this pick. They took Nelson Lacombeau out of the US, uh, U of S. I We both gave this an A, so why don't you talk a little bit about him?
1: Compete guy immediately. A little small for a linebacker, so he will play in the secondary, but he's a compete guy. You know, he went to U of S, even though he's not from Saskatchewan. He's from BC. Still kind of a hometown guy. He gets to stay where he played college, where he's familiar, where he's comfortable and also he's a, he's an immediate compete guy. You know, I'm shocked he didn't get an NFL look. I'm shocked.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, like, <clears throat> yeah, I think if if there would have been a U Sports season, he probably would have just because his tape is insane and I know uh Paul Waldo coach the U of S game extremely high praise. So, yeah. And did you do you have anything else to say there James? I thought I cut you off there, but I wasn't sure.
1: No oh, no, I was just saying that, you know, he won the defensive player of the year. He's a scary player.
0: No doubt. And next pick, uh another A plus plus. Uh seventeenth overall. They took Terrell Jana somehow. Uh wide receiver out of Virginia.
1: They got so... the first overall pick at
0: number
1: two. <laughs> yep. <For> pretty much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they got the consensus number one pick in the second round. I was I was laughing this entire draft, and you'll see why later on here, but oh my God, the fact that we were able to get Jana in the second round, I love this. And he's a guy who could play like right away. Um, he had 100 targets, uh, not this last season, but the season before at Virginia and 88 catches. Uh, The quarterback play uh, the year uh, from that year to this year was a horrendous downgrade, so his numbers took a dip as a result, but this is a guy that can plug and play, and I know some scouts, not necessarily me, but somebody compared him to Markway McDaniel, and I don't know, James, you're a Calgary guy, you know more about that than I would, but.
1: I can see it. I can definitely see it. And I usually hate CFL pro comps because guys are always a lot different. But I like that one. I think that one's appropriate.
0: For me, watching his tape, uh, the conclusions I drew from it was like, he's not a burner, but like he's got hands and can separate. So, I mean, apparently they're looking at him as a slot receiver. I definitely don't hate that. You were saying?
1: He's a technician.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And then again you can tell I'm not a huge fan of tight ends, but um third round uh they drafted Bruno LaBelle out of Cincinnati. I gave this pick a B, you gave it an A. So let's hear your uh, thoughts on this. Because I don't
1: think he sticks in the NFL, but I think he's going to play like an H-back, like a fullback tight end hybrid, which Saskatchewan does not have. And that means this guy's going to come across the line and hammer guys in the game and in the play-action game. And I think he brings a new a new versatility to Saskatchewan's offense and can open up the types of plays they call.
0: For sure. I feel like giving Jason Moss a tool like this is really nice. and. Uh, we did have Patrick Leavall for a little bit, but he Do they play a similar role, or what? What would you describe Patrick Leavall as relative to the tight ends here? More of a fullback.
1: Bruno is like, even though the fullbacks a dying position, it is a dead position in the NFL, dying. But Bruno's like that, like that hybrid. He's an H back, and the H back is still around. It's like a back tight end hybrid.
0: Oh, okay. And then one thing I saw is like he's a really good blocking player. Like his receiving numbers aren't eye popping, but the dude can block with the best of them. So it's definitely nice to get some extra pass protection there. And, you know, as you mentioned, good versatility for the riders.
1: Tell you what, the RPO is a deadly game, and that's what a tight end's good for. That's good.
0: And then let's get to their next pick. This is a guy I didn't know a lot about, so I went and did my research on him, and I love this pick now. Um, with it, their fourth uh, round pick, 35th overall, they took uh, Elaine. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to butcher this last name, unless you know it.
1: I know it's a Seaman conda. and so he's a Guelph guy record's best dn in the oua his teammate went to ole miss who's a dn that's only because he's six foot nine elaine's like six one six two i gave this a b plus only because i felt like elaine was needed for this team i thought he was a really good player but the only thing is he left cause their head coach is a racist and said racist stuff about yeah. telling like players not to wear d regs and stuff their their head coach is not guy but Elaine's really good and I think he's gonna have a nice career in the CFL. A little undersized but extremely strong quick technically sound.
0: Yeah. Apparently this guy can play like a interior and defensive end. Looking at his size it's probably more of an end, but the riders do have an open spot there. So I mean like with Charleston Hughes gone, maybe he slides in and is like a rotational guy. So yeah. And the ratio of flexibility, I definitely like this pick. And then round 5, and then I I remember calling this in the group chat unintentionally. Um I said if the Riders somehow get Nelson Lacavo, Terrell Jana and this guy, like it's over. Like get the get the Vince Carter gif out there. Like it's over. This, like Riders won. Uh okay. In the fifth round, 38th overall, they took offensive lineman Logan Bandy out of Calgary. I still don't know how they did it, but they did it, man.
1: Neither do I. Some people had him mocked as the second pick, and I was like, yeah, that's appropriate. I thought he was the best in U sports, hands down, multiple Canadian, can play tackle, can play guard, good size, good speed. Pretty good strength. He didn't hit 225 20 times where he hit an 8, which is still good. And he's like 295. You might need to put 15 pounds. But I'm saying this guy's technically sound. When I played with this guy, he was like 240. He wasn't a big guy and he was the best alignment I'd ever seen. And this was just in high school and he was underweight. And when, I wa- when you watch his tape, they showed all of the guys who were playing UFC on UFC against UFC on the UCL, on like Peter. And if you just look at that left tackle spot, you see him making plays, making tremendous seal blocks, pancaking guys. He's on everyone's highlight, but he slipped. Even if they're not on the O-line, he's somewhere in there making a play in the highlight, blocking someone, clamping him, and he dropped. I I do not understand. I'm actually waving my hand. (laughs) Like, how does he slip? How does he slip? Biggest steal of the draft.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I remember a uh, shout out to the CF perspective for doing like live coverage of the draft after TSN dropped their coverage. Um, I remember asking them, it's like, Hey, what, what, ha- what's going on with Logan Bandy? Why is he slipping? And then like Marshall Ferguson, who's the scout for CFL.ca, he had no idea. And I mean, like I had no idea. James obviously didn't know. No one knows why he slips. So I was joking with James. It's like, Dude must have pissed everybody off in the interview because there's no reason he should have been around and around five. Like this is that's like the biggest mystery of the draft. But as a rider fan, I am laughing. I am not complaining. This dude is elite, and just because of the way the riders ratio is made up, he's probably not going to be a tackle for them. He's probably going to slide into guard, but. I mean, there's a spot open because they lost uh, Dakota Shepley to the NFL and Darius Bladdock to Toronto, so uh Bandy could probably compete right away with Matland Riley for that starting spot at right guard. and
1: I think he's better than Matlin Riley to be all to be fair to be honest like
0: wow like what a, what an amazing pick. I love it. yeah, then... everyone I
1: know is shocked.
0: Yeah. Like same here man. Everyone I know was shocked too. Everyone's like, what? How is he still on the board? Why didn't my team pick Logan Bandy? How how did the Riders get him in round 5?" And it's just like I asked that about a lot of these picks. Like Janna was the consensus number 1. We didn't even need a wide receiver, but he was so good <laughs> we took him anyway. And I mean, now we can start two Canadian wide receivers if we want to, so not complaining there either. And then let's go on their last pick. 53rd overall. They picked Matt Watson, defensive back out of Mount Allison. I gave this pick a B. You gave it a C plus. So let's hear what you have to say about Matt Watson.
1: Mount Allison is a trash school and their players suck.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to add? <laughs> <clears throat>
1: No, I, I barely know who he, I know of him, but I barely know. All I know is he started at Mount Allison and, and that he didn't do a whole lot. Oof. Uh,
0: I don't mind it with a late round pick. I, I trust the Riders scouting department, especially with the rest of the draft they put together, and I saw this guy mocked a little higher, so I like the value. Um, Just given with the Riders ratio, with Cameron Judge being gone, there's a bunch of questions about where the next Canadian spot's going to be, like a seventh Canadian. Like, are the Herdman-Reed twins, are they going to fill in Judge's spot and start there? It, are we going to start Buka? um Buka? You know, where's Nelson Lacabo going? Could he play Sam, you know? Or, like, do we start Terrell Jana? you know? Uh, so the I like the flexibility this gives us, and uh we signed Godfrey Onyeka and we already have Eli Buka so Matt Watson could just be depth there if we want to start a corner and
1: yeah no he's a, he's a camp body
0: yeah like Eli Buka is a guy that you know he's been waiting too right. long to be started man like he's reminds me of Tavon Campbell a little bit in that way
1: yeah you got to wait your shot sometimes in the CFL unfortunately and i think Lee Buka is one of those guys.
0: Yeah, because when he's on the field, he's good. Like, he was like shutting down. I remember Brian Burnham in one game where he got burned once, but he like shut him down the rest of the game. Uh, And as a Canadian field defensive back, covering Brian Burnham, you know, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league, you know, that's something. So. I hope that he's the guy that gets that starting Canadian spot, or if we decide to start more Canadians, you no know, cool beans, but yeah, I don't know. Overall, I thought this was hands down the best draft class, just because of the, the amount of, the, the quality of the steals they got was unreal.
1: I agree. Best draft in a long time by any team.
0: No doubt. And then, that's going to wrap up our grades breakdown. Be sure to give us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search up True North CFL Podcast and you will find us. Uh, you can also listen to the show on YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and now Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, uh, do all that fun stuff. And as your host, Jimmy Leach, this is the True North CFL Podcast signing off.